Hi, my name is Nikima Prophet. I'm the host of the Our Voices podcast, and I'm here with Captain EO. Captain EO, do you want me to address you as Captain EO, or do you have a name that you want me to use? <laughs> Captain EO is good. Okay, we are trying this out as a Twitter space episode. So Captain EO has been very gracious and allowed me to take some of his time to record this interview. And my prompt for the discussion today is, what is the best piece of career advice that you could share today? Oh, that's deep. Um, okay, let me see. Uh, the best piece of career advice is, um, do your very possible best to be good at what you do. And this includes a whole lot of things. Um, it's a combination of you reading um, things related to your career, you asking um, more experienced people in your career questions, uh, you being in a community where you know you can meet as many people in your career as possible, you making every research regarding your career. Uh, by doing that, you're creating a ton of value around you and you get to a state where you are irreplaceable or irresistible. And when you get to that state in your career, then you, you can really say you have a fulfilled career because it comes with all the benefits, the money, the um, the prestige, the position and everything else. So know your craft very well and then no one can beat you to it. That's the best piece of career advice. Okay, that's good advice. I'm wondering, is that does that come from experience or did someone pass that advice on to you at some point? Yeah, it did come from experience, to be honest, because I don't really think... Um, in the early stage, anyone really advised me. Um, I had to just learn the hard way, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, I never, I hated the situation back then when um, someone could just um, ask me questions about what I do and then I can't give a definite answer or or something like that. And it's really, really embarrassing, to be honest. So definitely I have a niche um, say tech is very wide, for instance, they use tech, and we definitely have what we specialize in um, in tech. And I feel you should know what you do, um, at least to a very good extent, where no one can come and um, question your craft or something. Yeah, so it, it did come from experience the hard way, actually. Okay, so when you say the hard way, like, what's an example of you learning the hard way that you have to be good at your craft? Yeah, um, I'd say back then, um, one of my first um, dev jobs, um, there were times where um, the basics really, really, really affected me because um, I didn't really pay attention to some of the basics. And yeah, I am faced with the task and... Um, I'm something I sh that should be a no-brainer to be honest. But um, at one time, my product manager, um, who was a dev, com product manager, 
um, had to walk me through what I was supposed to do. And the moment he did that, everything just clicked that, oh, I was supposed to do this. And this was very basic stuff I was supposed to know. And I just didn't know it because I didn't pay attention to it. So that's that kind of like, that's one of the instances I just hate. And <laughs> anyway, but that was that was just that was before. Um, I had to just take that. Um, I had to just make sure uh, I know what I do. I know my stuff. I know my foundations. I'm well grounded, and um, I won't be having that kind of conversation anymore or that kind of awkward situations. That makes sense. I would like to add to that. Um, when you say you need to know know what you're doing, be good at your craft, be able to explain to people what it is you do. But I think all of that is for nothing if you cannot, if you cannot promote yourself in public, if you cannot promote your own brand and your own um, achievements, um, you have to be like your loudest cheerleader. And I think you can be, the best thing under the sun, but if nobody knows you exist, nobody knows you exist, right? Um, and also, I, I remember you said, like, be clear. Like, when someone asks, like, what are you doing or what do you do, and you can't clearly express that, I think that extends beyond career. That's just life. Like, if you have no, like, one of the success, what are they called, success principles from Napoleon Hill is definiteness of purpose, right? If you don't know where you're going, you don't know, you have no map, you have no, no way to get there, right? Like I can't get in a car, Uber or taxi and say, take me somewhere, but I don't know where I want to go, right? Because there's no way that that taxi driver, driver can take you when you haven't given them a destination. And I see that I feel like being definite and being focused is so much, so much of an essential thing. And now I have just like interrupted you to talk way too much. <laughs> but um, what do you think about that? Like, do you agree that you have to be able to speak about, you have to be good, but you also be able, have to be able to let people know that you're good? Yeah, um, 100%. Uh, I, I know I've gotten an offer before um, just because I was an, was at the Twitter space, for instance. Um, this happened sometime last year. And uh, I think I just, I didn't even speak in this space, to be honest. I was just there listening. And um, it turns out that someone went through my bio and um, she messaged me. She was a recruiter. And I did the interview, I did all the rounds, and I got the job. And yeah, the pay was great and all. Um, though it was a contract job, I worked with them for like three months. But hell, that's that's really great, like considering the pay and everything. So definitely spot on, I agree. Um, putting yourself out there, um, telling people what you do, being able to, uh, um, being able to um, introduce yourself and what you do in this 
space of one minute where you meet someone. Uh, and also, like, it's very important. Like she said, um, you could be the best um, developer out there or whatever you do out there, and no one knows you. you just be wasting away and <laughs> and all that. So, uh, like in the tech space, you can see a lot of things to put yourself out there. Things like... Um, networking with folks online and offline, um, things like contributing to open source, um, things like um, uh, things like you just name it, um, attending Twitter spaces, for instance, and all, you're basically putting yourself out there. And it's not necessarily you speaking. It can come in different forms. It can come with just showing up and everything. So I 100% agree to that. Um, if No matter how good you are, if you don't put yourself out there, no one is going to know you and you're going to waste away. And you definitely don't want that. So as much as you might be introverted or antisocial, even though that's the wrong adjective to use, but yeah, you get the point. Uh, try to try to always know how to network with person. You get easier these days because of social media. So you literally have no excuse in that regard. Try to network, try to show up. And put yourself out there. So, hundred percent, I agree with that. Yes, thank you for that. I think I have another question for you because um, Sydney came into the space. Hey, Sydney, um, and Sydney had a really great space. I think last week, maybe about imposter syndrome. So, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of imposter syndrome, and do you? Have you had a challenge with it or not? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had a challenge with imposter syndrome. Um, even till today, I still struggle with it because my current team right now, I would say I'm the least, I would say I'm the least experienced developer there. Uh, my colleagues are like way experienced and um, way, way, way better than me. I would say that. But um, here's the thing: I've I've led projects where um, there are projects where I'm assigned to even lead them, even though I know these guys are way ahead of me. But then I've been assigned to always lead them um, in some couple of projects, and everything turns out fine because I I have this whole mindset that yeah I may not be the best in the room, but whatever I have I'll use it I'll leverage on it to my advantage. So. Um, if I'm in a room full filled with experienced developers, more experienced than I am, I I know and I know that I'll come into that room and the little I know, I'll use it to shine. I, I don't know if you understand that statement. So I would definitely leverage on that. And to them it would it it will never be obvious that they're better than me. That's the truth. It will never be obvious. They would even they themselves could even be thinking that I'm better than them. But that's not really the point, though. The point is that you're able to show that, yeah, you're valuable. You may not be the best, but you're definitely valuable with the little thing you know. And, of course, you're willing to learn. So that's the mindset I carry. Imposter syndrome is something I feel is a normal feeling, especially in a very challenging field like tech. So it's normal to have it, but... You just have to know how to suppress it. If not, you find yourself, um, you find yourself lagging, and definitely don't want that. So that's how I deal with it. 
Uh, if I tell you I don't face imposter syndrome, definitely I'll be lying. I still struggle with it till today. And I may, I may probably still be struggling with it going forward. But then uh, I just tell myself, hey, I'm valuable with what um, with what I know and I'm always willing to learn more. So who cares? Let's do this. True, true. You're very valuable. We all are bringing value to the table. And I always want to repeat that for anybody who hears this now or later on. Like, yeah, don't ever doubt that you are bringing value to whatever situation you're bringing yourself into. Um, also, I wanted to run it back because we kind of glossed over that you said that you got a job from a Twitter space that you didn't even speak in. And it was a great job that paid you well. So if anybody is questioning whether these Twitter spaces are valuable or can lead to opportunities. Captain EO got a job. I, I've i told this story several times. I got my job through Twitter Spaces. So it's a real thing. Like this is real networking. This is real connecting with uh, people in your industry. Uh, go ahead, Captain. Yeah, just, just a brief story on that. So I was in the Twitter space and uh, it was just a chill space, normal tech space, and I was just listening in um, and everything. Then I think the space lasted for about two hours. But it turned out that someone messaged me after the space, and even going through the profile of the person, you never would have guessed this person is a recruiter um, because um, just a few number of followers and... Um, yeah, I'm just a baby on as a profile picture and all that. And then she introduced herself. She was from um she mentioned the company and all and she was like she saw my profile and she thought that oh I'd be a good fit for this open position. It's a contract role, um slated for three months and completely remote and yeah, everything just seemed to align with my interests. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down for the interview. So I went through the interview. It was about three rounds or so um, with lots of meetings in between. Everything lasted for about a week. So by um, about two weeks later, I got an offer letter. And I even got to review the salary and um, renegotiate it and to be honest, I would not lie to you. That's the highest salary I've ever received, ever so far. And it's crazy. And I worked with them three months, and it was amazing. And I still have a great relationship with them. Um, they'll be needing me in a few months' time again, like that. So it's, it's a thing, guys. It's a thing, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing more about that because people think this is games and it's not like these are real opportunities. Um, and you never know, like you never know who's going to be in the space that you're in. And that's why it's important to show up. Um, so another question, if you could redesign tech interviewing, how would you change it? Oh man, this is a great question. <laughs> yeah, um, about that. First things first. Um, 
I'm definitely going to do away with DSA because I feel that's not a good metric um, to evaluate developers. I mean, I just feel anyone can practice DSA questions. Yeah, I agree. It does improve your efficiency as a developer. I'm speaking from the developer point of view. Sorry, guys, who are not developers, but I can only speak for developers. So that's the first thing I would do, to be honest. Uh, if you know DSA personally, that's great for you. But I don't think it's a measure of how good someone can be on the job. A more realistic metric would be um, a project-based testing. Um, and of course, you can rule out some theoretical testing, like asking questions relating to um, whatever stack you use. But then um, coupled with project-based project testing, uh, and then, of course, the soft skills side of things, uh, but using a more, should I say, a more scenic um, approach. So it might involve maybe creating kind of like an acting um, scenario where maybe some of the interviewers can just pretend to be your coworker doing the interview and then they ask you some, they try to like play some scripts seeing what your response would be. Um, this is on the behavioral or soft skill side of things. So I feel that's a more better way to test for soft skills, to test for behavioral um, and cultural fits. Um, and the whole scripted thing would be aligned to the company's values and and all. So that's, that's going to be my approach, um, to be very honest. Rather than the whole abstract thing, that it do because <laughs> like it's not just it's not it's not a metric at all so definitely i was gonna ask would you limit the number of rounds because that's one thing that bugs me a lot is to be in interviews for months and then you get rejected like do it give me like three interviews max let me know within a week. Like, I don't know why it has to take so long and so many, so many times talking to people to just get an offer. That's one of my peeves. But yeah, I think I am out of questions, but it was really cool that you did <laughs> this Twitter space recording of the podcast with me. Did you have anything else that you want to talk about? Do you have any questions for me before we close this one off? Um, no, but I'd really, I don't know what your company's um, social media policy is, but it would be nice to have a day in the life of Nikima Prophet. Oh, you know what? You, you would think that would be nice, but it's not that exciting because... This is recorded, but I'm not, <laughs> it's not that exciting. Um, but maybe that's something I'll think about doing just because my company is just me. Um, oh, you're talking about the company I work for. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard because when you work for a big company, it's a lot more, you know, they are a lot more in control of their brand and like I'm, a representative of the brand, so that would be hard. Yeah, the my employer. But 
I can tell you, usually what I'm working on is some type of content creation or um, a developer experience audit. Also, I know some of you know Arit. Arit's my um, colleague, team member. Um, she does a lot of, like, we're developer advocates, so she does a lot of Twitter spaces. I know she's speaking in Twitter spaces all the time, and that's part of our work, right, is to be in the community of developers. So I think I might try to, like, kind of get on track with her with doing more more on social media, like, as part of my job. Because this, I'm counting this as work. This is actually a work day, and these are work hours. But I am still counting this as work because we are in the developer community having a valuable conversation. Hey, y'all. This is Nikima from the future. I just wanted to close out this podcast episode. This was our very first one using Twitter spaces to record, and I think it turned out pretty well. Um, thanks again for listening. This is Nikima Prophet, and this is the Our Voices podcast. And we spoke to Captain EO um, in this episode, and I really enjoyed what he had to share. So until the next time, bye.